I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. It's going to be really fun. Um, uh, And the reason why it's going to be really fun... Is this is the <clears throat> this is the second time that uh, I've talked about vaginismus uh, on a podcast? You just gave it away. I did. Va- I gave it away right off the bat. Is that what we're uh, talking? About? We did an episode on vaginismus. It was actually titled "Vaginismus" on Turn Me On, season one. Uh-huh. Dude, which is a podcast that I host with my wife, if I, you're not familiar. I wanted to actually bring something up. Um, speaking of Turn Me On, um, I was listening to your most recent episode, and you were talking about this uh, comment that was actually on Sick Boy's Facebook page, but it was when we we shared uh, the, the Turn Me On live show, I think. No, yeah, so um, I know what you're talking about. Vice wrote an right, article yeah, yeah. on Turn Me On, about Turn Me On, and what we're up to. And I shared the link to that Vice article on Sick Boy's um, uh, Facebook page. And basically it was like, hey, check out this other podcast that Jeremy hosts with his wife, Bridie. Vice did this article. Like, read up on what's going on with Turn Me On. And uh, there was a comment on there. And the comment was basically from uh, somebody who's a Sick Boy fan, a Sick Boy listener, who I guess was unaware that Turn Me On existed. And uh, her comment was basically like, ooh, I hope none of the members of my board see this article. Yeah. Because she works for some sort of organization that apparently I spoke for. Mm -hmm. Probably like a hospice talk that I did. Um, Probably. I think 100% a hospice (laughs) talk that I did because most of the talks I've done for like hospice centers. And basically she was like, because I, I would hate for any of my board members to get catch wind of this because I've been recommending Sick Boy to a lot of catch our like, right. patients but, and stuff. And and that's why that's why I wanted to bring it up and talk to you guys about it and actually mention it on, on Sick Boy as well because I think it's important to to note that like like Turn Me On is kind of in, in the same idea is is what um Sick Boy is to illness, Turn Me On is to to sex, right? Exactly. So, so yeah. like, it's it's all about destigmatizing that stuff and having these conversations that people um, w- want to shy away from. Yeah, so, and absolutely not having somebody go. I hope yeah. these people don't no, catch and, wind. And and and, and I don't think she meant it in no, in, no. In, in, a, in a in a mean way. Or I don't anything think she like did that. either. I th- it I was think, just she was surprised to exactly. know to and learn I, about that. And I think it was because it's a subject matter of sex. Mm. It was like a thing that and m- sex m- is bad. M- what, yeah. No, well. Taylor. But it made but it made her it made her feel a certain way that made her go ooh like this could get me in hot water. Because right. because sex is a, a taboo thing, and yeah. like we don't talk about sex at well, and work. I mean, when I was looking into this sh- show, because I 
listen to it a lot. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, I'm just going to like push that mic yeah, right into your face. Um, but when I was listening to the show and my friend Becky was actually on it. Um, and on I told Turn Me On or on Sick Boy? On Sick Boy. Oh, nice. Um, she was like, oh, like, well, what were you thinking about? And I was like, oh, vaginismus. I've told you about it. And she's like, yeah. She's like, so would that be Turn Me On or would that be Sick Boy? And I was like, well... In my perspective, it hasn't been sexy at all. Yeah, right. So, right. But it, but it falls within. But it falls it, within this kind of weird gray area. It falls within both, right? Yeah. Because it affects your sex life. Oh, yeah. Right? So if you came on Turn Me On, the conversation would be skewed a little differently. Yeah. It's like, hey, how ha- let's really just talk about how this has affected you sexually and mm-hmm. your relationships. But also, like, in, on Sick Boy, mm-hmm. we're also going to talk about that, mm-hmm. but it won't be, the, that's not the primary focus. Yeah, it's not the primary so, focus. So what is vaginismus? Yeah, because I literally know do you want me to, pretty much nothing about it. Do you want to, okay. Let's okay. do it, let's do it. From my perspective, as per usual. Uh, so vaginismus is, the technical side of it is it's an uncontrollable tightening of your pelvic muscles to the point where penetration can be impossible um, if not just excruciatingly painful, but also just completely impossible to achieve. Well, this is really interesting because we just had a conversation um, with somebody who had achalasia, mm-hmm. which is like the the oh, yeah. esophageal sphincter mm-hmm. um, tightens and yeah. won't and mm. and won't yeah. open. So basically, so it's, it's like kind of had, like yeah. She, yeah, Molly has the achalasia of the vagina, of the vagina. right? Yeah, and it's almost like it's almost <laughs> yeah. like the female equivalent of phimosis. Exactly. It kind and, and of is, yeah. That's where I came to it because when I started mm. listening to Sick Boy, I started at the very beginning, which is what I do with podcasts. And I listened to the episode on Phimosis and I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's like the male, or well, sorry, that's the cisgendered male version of what I have. And yeah. then I was like, I wonder if they ever did an episode about this. Then I was like, oh, they didn't. I should probably email them about that. We did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but okay. So, so my first question then for you is that, um, it, like for for me, and when we when we're talking about phimosis, and for those of you who haven't listened, uh, please go back and listen to the phimosis episode. I personally think it's one of the funniest episodes we've ever done. But we talk about how uh, phimosis is the the condition where the foreskin of the penis is um, is so tight that it cannot retract over the head of the penis, which causes issues. Um, you know, if you're going to try to have like penetrative sex. It's going to hurt because it's your 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 foreskin naturally is going to try to retract, and you're basically it's basically just like humping a wall. It's too tight. Yeah, 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 exactly. Too tight to go over the over the glands of the penis, um, which is totally a physical thing. Mm-hmm. So my first question for for you mm-hmm. is is in is vaginismus a psychosomatic? And, and maybe maybe that's not maybe I'm using the wrong word, yeah, but I think that's the right word. Is it is it, it, is is it, is it psychological is it a, or is it mm. physical or is it both? Yeah. And the answer is uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> basically, <Sure>. basically. <laughs> uh, so it, and it does also depend on the person. Um, it is now. I mean, and especially in my circumstance, it is primarily physical, and that's that can be an issue too for when people talk about vaginismus. Is that a lot of people say, "Oh, it's it's." You know, it's psychological. You're just stressed. Just relax. relax. How many times I've heard? Yeah. Just relax. Does not go well when you say just relax. Doesn't go well either when I'm having a fight with my wife and uh, and I'm like, hey, just relax. Especially when you say it like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, it would be like relax. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like someone telling Jeremy like. 
just relax and stop coughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just relax and pull your foreskin back really hard. (laughs) Exactly. Just relax your foreskin, bro. Exactly. So it's a a reflex is what it is. And I used to know what the name of the reflex is called and I don't anymore. And my physio person would probably yell at me for not remembering what it's called. Um, But it's a physical reaction where in the act of penetration, your muscles just clench up so suddenly um, it's it's like um, only like, during that or or all the time. Well, um, let me let me just depends. let me jump on that question and be a little more specific. Only during sexual penetration or any penetration. Any penetration. So even like even tampons. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, a lot mm. of the ways people find out, and the way that I found out was when I was sixteen and I had one of my first periods, and my mom was like, "Oh, you should try a tampon. It'll be." cleaner and better and it'll be it'll be a gay old time oh yeah and i was like "Uh uh-huh and she gave me the she she gives you like the lovely diagram that you're like i don't think that works that way um wait 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 wait, wait, wait. hold on you're talking to three like bumbling idiot boys i don't know the diagram (laughs) you guys you guys get you guys get diagrams oh yeah so with tampons they come with a lovely like huge document inside the box no oh i'm like a how-to like a step-by-step absolutely so it'll it'll be like like any medical product yeah so it'll be like number one if you leave this in for more than eight hours you'll die Mm -hmm. Uh, and you're like okay cool 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 um, and then like a bunch of other warnings so that you're like, okay, this is really interesting. Uh, and then at the bottom, there'll be lovely little step-by-step pictures of like, this is how you insert this into your body. Like it's supposed to be there or something like mm-hmm. that. It's not horrifying at all. Anyways. Um, so the, basically what ended up was the result of me being on one side of the bathroom door being like, I, mm, I don't think this, mm, this doesn't seem to work. And my mom being on the other side of the bathroom door being like, it's fine. Relax. Yeah. It doesn't go in your urethra, yeah. honey. And that was the first time you heard that. Just relax. Pretty much. Just pretty relax. Much, pretty much. I was like, mm. and like, so what often, what the most common symptom and that you'll see everywhere on like blogs and things like that is that people will say it's like hitting a wall. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it'll go in like part of the way and then you're like, nope, that, no, it doesn't go anywhere else. Like that's not, that's not going to happen. And like, it depends on how bad oh. the reaction is. Sometimes people can do tampons and sometimes people just can't do penetrative sex or what have you. Mine was bad enough that I couldn't even do a slender tampon. It was not going to happen. So that's, there was a wall. Like, I, I was, was, I was like, kind oh of, God. I, I was interested in that because, um, I was, I was kind of thinking like when you were talking about vaginismus, I was thinking mm-hmm. like, it's almost like, like a really short cul-de-sac is kind of like what I was picturing. Um, but there's obviously has to be enough of like enough of a, uh, um, uh, an opening that like, like the blood could come through, for example, for your first, for your first period. So, so you can still, you still have enough room that like a small amount or a slow amount. It's not like it's clenched tight all the time. Like I'm not sitting here like, okay, you know what I mean? But like. It's probably my my muscles are generally probably much tighter than other people's normally are, and mm-hmm. they don't ever really get as relaxed, and the tissue is not usually as relaxed as most other people. So, like, yes, it is still a canal the way it is supposed to be. Otherwise, I'd be having a lot more serious problems, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, right. However, it's not. Well, it wasn't used to be. It's a bit a bit better now because I've been working on it, but. Um, it is still bad enough that I can't have full penetrative sex. So would you would you would you classify it as a as a reaction, uh, or is it or, a, or is it or are you kind of walking around or sitting around and then going like oh it's kind of happening now and then and then it, and then it eases off or is it only when there's something there like is it a it's a reaction to I would say. 
both because I mean, um, definitely like if if you put anything near my junk, for lack of a better word, like I will like huh, right. seize up. That's like, what happens when, with my butthole. I sure, like man. My yeah. butthole goes, hey, no. Yeah, hey. right. It's like it's that, yeah. it's that snap reaction. But where we differ is that give me a minute. You can relax. And then I go, ah. Yeah, exactly. And to a certain extent, <laughs> I what? can. What? I do. I go, ah. Yeah, Baby, don't bark at the neighbors. It was Shush. more the way you said it. Um, but it's it's more than that, right? So it's, it's yes, it's a reaction. And it's certainly bad like that. But it's also something that's permanent, which is where the treatment for it comes in, which is, in my case, using dilators to help stretch the tissue. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wa- I wanted to bring one with me, but I didn't have any clean ones at the time. And I was like, oh, oh I'm not going down that road. a dirty it. one. Yeah. Oh my What's God. a dilator? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I have no. So, this is yeah. totally like so, whole new, like a, brand, can, a whole can new. I, world can me. I just bring it up? Yeah, can absolutely. I, can I, look I mean, up I figured one and you wouldn't here? be able to. So show this is like one discovering North America anyways. for the first time. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, it'll vaginal look, dilator. It'll look pretty much like you expect it to look, but this is the primary treatment for vaginismus, which is a series of dildos, for lack of a better word, that start out probably the width of my pinky finger mm-hmm. and Whoa, work up to. Gener- the generic size of a penis, mm-hmm. and as the, far as I and can it's tell. like a progression. Gener- the generic size, <laughs> and I don't know. I haven't seen that many of them. Well, I mean, there's a statistical average. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, they're very, they're there very we dildo-like. So we've got, yeah. yeah, we got it brought up here. So it, like, it literally just looks like, um, yeah, like a bunch of dildos. Yeah, like, minor, minor, but like not as exciting. Like minor, although those ones are quite colorful. What's with the I ribbed I ones? Why, why is this one ribbed? Yeah, that's uh, what's going on here. That's not a dilators, my friend. You were well, yeah, at yeah. Else. Some of these, I mean, some of these are dilators. I think that some of these are just. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the fun part about vaginismus is that. Eventually, the deeper down the internet hole you go, you'll find porn. Right. Yeah, for yeah, sure, absolutely. Okay, See, wait, when you were saying dilator, like, <laughs> I was I was picturing this here. So obviously, people can't see yeah, so oh, what you're that. looking at. But what you're looking at in the middle is what they use for actual exams, like a pap smear. Pap smear. Yeah, yeah. right. I've yeah, seen it's like that. it looks like clamps that yeah. are. I have instead of clamp reverse clamp. They yeah. reverse clamp, which I have I'm sure they're called. Something. Waking nightmares about those. Stupid yeah, things. I bet. But they're, you know what? But they're they're essential, right? They're essential for good gynecological health for people that have vaginas, and that's part. That's a huge reason that I'm even doing the treatment that I'm doing is because I can't go through a pap smear without being in an incredible amount of pain. Uh, I've only had one in my life. It was not a good experience. They, did they just have to force it? He just went for it. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, wow. That makes me... Yeah, and, yeah. so in my application... Let me hand, you know when you, like, you get that feeling where you, you can't make a fist? You ever? Do you know that feeling? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. Like, like you, you get so queasy. You like, you go, oh god, I can't even make it like a fist. Yeah. yeah, that's what that makes me feel. Yeah. So I mean, and, and the thing is, they have. Um, I, I don't know if they're called dilators or whatever. Whatever those examining tools are called, like the reverse clamp or the whatever. reverse clamp, what have you. They have them in very small sizes because sometimes they have to do <coughs> uh, gynecological exams on. Young people with vaginas, sure, um, which is certainly something that should be available. And he should definitely not have just been like, "Oh, she's in an extraordinary amount of pain. I'm just going to keep doing this." Wouldn't he yeah. be like the perfect mm. person to be to know exactly or be like, "Oh, yeah. this it, is I know what's happening." You would think his his basic reaction was, "Well, that's not good." And I so in my application, I talked about the time I almost kicked a doctor in the face. Yeah, that, that was that the would, time. That, that would be it. it. I nailed him almost square in the jaw. Because I was not 
in any way okay with was it like uh was it like like when i'm getting tickled i can't help it i just end up kicking it was like it was like a combination of that with also yeah it was a combination of like i can't control this but also oh my god that hurts so bad get away from me Right, right now, which is right. also interesting because I was doing some uh, research about this because when you have something, you research it. Um, and one of the scales. That's, some of us do. <laughs> I still don't know what CF is. Really. Well, yeah. it does, <laughs> does it affect there. your sex life too much? Because uh, when it does, that's when you start researching. That's when the research kicks in. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah. So, but the interesting thing is that they, they have a scale and you'll see it on, on Wikipedia. It's called the, I think it's called the Langdon scale of how bad your vaginismus is. And. Like, the scale itself is ridiculous because level one is, like, a little bit of discomfort, but you can get through it. Level four is the person gets up off the table and backs into a corner of the room and is like, get away from me. Which I was like, I don't need, I don't know why you need past level three for that. Or even <laughs> yeah, level one. Right? Like, people normalize this shit, mm-hmm. is the thing. They normalize pain with people with vaginas and sex and penetration and things like that. And I was told over and over and over again... No, no, no. It's supposed to hurt the first time. Right. Or it's supposed to hurt. Away. It'll go away. It'll go away. I do vividly remember one girl being like, I bled all over the bed, but don't worry. It's fine. And I was like, gee whiz, that sounds. Gee whiz. Oh, geez. Oh, God, geez. Horrifying. Right? I was, I was 21. That memory is burned into my brain. And as of yet, I've yet to have sex where I bleed or be in incredible amounts of pain. So, um, I mean, obviously I'm doing something wrong. Can you, can you take us back to, to, just to actually come back to that, uh, that scale, just so people, uh, do, do know it, Mm -hmm. it's actually the, uh, the Lambden, the, sorry, Lamont, uh, scale, scale. the Lamont scale. First degree of vaginismus as spasm of the pelvis, pelvic floor that could be relieved with reassurance and the patient could relax for her examination. Second degree vaginismus, generalized spasm of the pelvic floor as a steady state despite reassurance and the patient was unable to relax for the exam. Third degree vaginismus, the pelvic floor spasm was sufficiently severe that the patient would elevate her buttocks in an attempt to avoid being examined. Which you would think would be the moment where they'd be like, right. maybe That's we enough. should stop. Yeah. Fourth degree, it just keeps going. Fourth degree vaginismus, yeah. the most severe form of vaginismus described by Lamont. The patient, this, this guy must be from like back in the day, yeah. right? Like, it's uh, from like, the I would say, yeah. 70s. Like, yeah, right, okay. Oh, well, oh, 70s. Oh, Fuck. Yeah. I was like, I was like, what, like the 17th century? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Described by the patient would totally retreat by elevating the buttocks, moving away from the pelvic exam, mm-hmm. and tightly closing mm-hmm. the thighs to prevent any examination. Like, yeah, he literally. Was, he was really determined to examine. Which you would. <laughs> like, it's like if someone was like jabbing you in the eye and like slowly, progressively jabbing you harder. And being like, no, no, it's fine. Just relax. He's like, Jesus, woman, get yeah. back on the table. There's exactly. Like, what are you Meanwhile, doing? they're like, please stop stabbing me <laughs> yeah. in my junk. He's like, like, but I haven't finished the exam yeah. yet. There's yeah. a fifth degree, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually described by a different doctor, Pasek. Mm-hmm. He, he took it one step uh, further. was like, oh, well, here's the fifth degree. As a visceral reaction manifested by increased adrenaline output oh, and resulting in yeah. any of the following, increased heart rate, Palpitations, hyperventilation, trembling, shaking, nausea, or vomiting, crying uncontrollably, a feeling of lightheadedness and fainting, a desire to jump off the table, run away, or even attack the doctor. What? I've been there, so I get it. Yeah, you, you had level five. Yeah. That's Congratulations, you got to level yeah. five. And, so, like, this is where, like, so often 
where the psychological thing comes into it is that a lot of people that have vaginismus also have a history of sexual trauma. And that's yeah. not necessary. I would like to clarify yeah. that mm-hmm. that is not necessary. In my case, it's certainly not true. However, that can be an intersection where things get a lot more complicated because obviously sexual trauma is something that you need a lot more help with mm-hmm. and something we need to talk about more. And But like the fact that this sexual trauma is basically included in this exam mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah. And would that, that would yeah. fall more in the psychological realm of, 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 yeah. of what is causing, of what yeah. is causing it rather than yeah. the kind of the mix of the, of the two, which yeah. you kind of say is, is sort of what you experience is like a mix of psychological. And, yeah. And physical. I mean like I do have uh, anxiety, so that probably doesn't help. Mm-hmm. However, Ooh. is my anxiety the cause of, my vaginismus. No, actually, it's a physical cause where the muscles and the tissue are too tight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where that's coming from. <laughs> right. So we, we can't really just say, oh, it's psychological, because that will just end up with a lot of people, including myself, saying, I don't have sexual trauma, so that can't be it. Like, that's one of the reasons I didn't even approach treatment for a really long mm. time, was because I was like, I can't have this. I haven't been assaulted. Right. Okay. I guess this is something that's just forever then. Because that would be associated with basically that anytime there's like a sexual kind of mm-hmm. connotation protection. or it's experience, like, mm, you're protecting, protecting yourself. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. can you can you take us back actually to yeah. to the the moment when you're like on the other side of the door and mm-hmm. your and your mom is trying to like guide you through that process of mm-hmm. using a tampon for the mm-hmm. first time? Um, did like what happened after that? Did it, did it work or did like, was oh, there no. any, was there, so then was there fur, further conversation after that or is that where it started yeah, to like, get so the ball I mean, rolling? Not, not, not at that point. Like it, it didn't work. And I was just kind of like, my mom was kind of like, I came home and I was like, how did it go? And I was like, eh, it's not really for me, which is fine. Like people can make choices about what they would like to use as their menstruation products. So it was like, whatever. Right. And the thing is, because we don't talk about, Women's sex, or sorry, people with vaginas sexual health very often, and because we don't talk about people with vaginas sexual pain very often, I could cover it up for a real long time. I actually I didn't have sex until I was twenty three, partly because I was like, it's not going to work. Yeah, like, right. If a slender tampon won't get in there, yeah, I was like, why? Why would I want that? And and I had anxiety, and I didn't date anyone until I was in my twenties because. I, I was really anxious about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that we- was something I put off for a really, a really, really long time. So it took, uh, I actually ended up going for acupuncture for my stomach because my stomach is not very good at doing its job. Um, and it came up with the acupuncturist that I said, yeah, this is something that uh, I have and uh, it sucks, but I guess that's just life. And she was like, no, there's treatment for that. You could fix it probably like within a couple of years, and I was like, what? "God, I thought you were going to be like, you could fix that with acupuncture." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> fuck that! I'm good. I'm good. See no. you. Go home. Uh, it's 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 kind of experimental. <laughs> yeah, but Listen, the results are good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. When I heard the Famosis episode, and you guys were like, "Oh, it's surgery," I was like, "They're gonna put what near my what?" Oh yeah, I know. Oh I know. my god. Yeah. Is there um is is there like any type of like extreme surgical intervention there for it? There is not. I have looked because mm. <laughs> I would love for it to just be like a quick fix where I don't actually have to do any work. Right. Currently I've been working on this for uh, off and on for about 2 years because of health insurance um because you need physio uh to get you started with this and they help assess things as they go along. You need to be monitored for it so that you don't accidentally hurt yourself Mm -hmm. um and where i was in school and then when i wasn't in school i depended on whether i had health insurance for physio and i just started a job with the federal government a couple months ago so my health insurance came back so that's Mm -hmm. when i've been 
working on it. Okay, so then at what point, like at what point do you actually start going to see a, a medical professional? I mean, when did I or like Yeah, like like Yeah, you, so after the acupuncturist was like, "Hey, you know you could fix that, right?" I was like, "Well, gee whiz, I'd sure like to know how." Um and she was like, "Okay, uh I don't know offhand who could talk to you about that, but in, in Bedford, actually, there's the Women's Health Clinic, okay. which I guess is a new clinic. Um, and I wasn't super comfortable going to my doctor about this because I just started seeing him. And it's hard to get over that initial part of like, hey, I can't really have sex normally and I have to tell you about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And that makes me kind of uncomfortable. It's a male doctor, which I'm really comfortable with him now, but I wasn't at the time. I always so, wondered, um, and I've asked this question a couple times on the podcast um about uh, uh like people with vaginas like mm-hmm. how they feel about g- approaching yeah, a male doctor it depends like how comfortable you are with them like by this point now I'm, I'm pretty much comfortable enough with my doctor that i could talk to him about that but i mean like that's also because i've been doing things like going to gynecologists and going to doctors yeah. and going to lots of physio mm-hmm. where they do things i like, mean it's different for everybody yeah, obviously I was gonna say, it depends yeah. on the person yeah, really. yeah. yeah. it's like but I'm like, sure there's some people that are like, hey, I've got this issue. <laughs> like, the doctor's like, whoa. Pretty much. Like after your third <laughs> That's visit. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, after, after like your third right. visit to a gynecologist, you're like, oh, well, this is kind this of. Is this is it. I mean, this I've, is I've, it. I yeah. talked, I, I, maybe I've said this on the podcast, but did I t- tell you guys about the time when uh, I went to see the doctor and like I, I pulled my dick out and he was like, he was kind of like looking like with his chin up and like <laughs> eyes down, like mouth oh, open. Oh, like, uh, like, uh, I don't, I don't really want to look at that right now. I'm like, dude, <laughs> no, I just he didn't, didn't say that. Like, Did he say that? that? He didn't say that, but like his body language was yeah. like, are you sure you were at the dentist? Oh shit! <laughs> oh, you're not the person to look oh, at this. Yeah. Oh man, you're Doctor O'Reilly. I'm a, I'm a vet. Wait, wait, he said I don't want to look at it yet. <laughs> oh, no. so he's like we're not quite there yet in our relationship. Sick Boy Podcast. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. No, I mean, it's kind of like, like if you have any chronic health problems and like, like I said, my stomach doesn't work very well. So I've been going to doctors for most of my life, um, is that you get so used to talking about like the weirdest parts of your body that you don't even register Mm -hmm. it being as weird anymore. Like I go to physio twice a month where somebody puts on gloves and shoves their fingers inside of me and like tests how stretch, how much they can stretch my vagina while being like, so how's work? And I'm like... Great. Could you stop wearing me like a muppet? What's that called again? <laughs> yeah. What is that called? It's uh, uh, is there a word for that type of treatment? Uh, um, I mean, someone someone I would said say vaginal so- dilation. Yeah, um, so, yeah. it's general physiotherapy. I, not everyone can do it. From what I can tell, there's like two physiotherapists in the province that um, kind of know what they're doing yeah. about it. And someone had actually to mentioned to that to me, like mm-hmm. that specific mm-hmm. treatment by like a very specific mm-hmm. uh, practitioner. And they mm-hmm. use a certain word that I was like, oh, I've never heard that 
that term before, and uh, it's, I it's, think it's, it's, it's escaping me now. I, I think yeah. it's badger size. Uh, yeah, badger that, size. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's that it for sure. Badger size. Yeah. What is the um? So what are the dilators? You, you have to tone up my vagina. <laughs> yeah, you got to <laughs> tone it up. You got to tone it up in a really fun way. Tone it absolutely. You don't have to do any toning. It's all in the work of the badger sizer. That's the thing is that my vagina is actually incredibly strong. That's the problem. Do you do you vagina yoga? Do you lift stuff with it, or you like? Do you did you? Have you ever put your vag- vaginismus to use? Like, like someone's like, it. oh my god, a car rolled over onto that <laughs> child, and you're like, I got it, and you just squat on the bumper and and yeah. just lift. It's just, just put a magnet in there. <laughs> I feel like it would be better as a bottle opener. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus, Brian, that is a an amazing party trick. Though. I'm I have sure to say. I've heard about the ping pong show in uh, Thailand that someone told me about. I would yep. go to the, I would go to the bureau. I haven't show. gone, but if I am gonna go the next time, I, I'm like, I have bored. no idea what so, you're talking about, but I don't know if I want to know. Ping pong shows? Nope. It's 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 basically like a whole bunch of vagina. It's not tricks. this podcast. It's a, sex, it's a sex show in okay. in Thailand. I think they, there's some places. Oh, well, in, you learn something. New you, did, so, they, you watch someone shoot a, a, a ping oh, pong ball. But they do a whole bunch. But there's a whole bunch of tricks. It's vagina not, skills. Yeah. Some, some of them do darts. Um, yeah, so crazy. anyway, let's rein it in. So I wanted to ask about the about the about the uh, about the dilators. Are you yeah. are those a physio tool or are they like a prep for sex tool or both? Oh, a yeah, lot of the answers everything. for vaginismus are both or yes. Right. Um, so it's a combination in that. I mean, like when I go into physio, it's basically like a checkup. Like how how are you doing? Also, let's like feel around and like see what the tissue feels like. She obviously knows what she's doing more than I do, but the dilators are something that I do. Almost every day. Um, I should do more often, but I forget. Because I mean, it's not like a, a fun experience, right? Yeah. Like I'm sitting there with a thing made out of wax shoved up my junk watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's not a fun Saturday night. Um, I, well, that, I mean, that sounds okay. like a fun time. You said it. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> when you put it that yeah, okay. way. <laughs> if it was less painful, Bro, oh, right, 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 right. it would be. But it's it's still pretty painful, gotcha. right? So you're just sitting there like, is this it hard is to fine, watch? Is, is it hard fine. to watch a comedy <laughs> while yeah, yeah. doing that like is there like do you clench yeah. when you laugh yeah, sometimes uh, yeah sometimes and you're just like huh, okay no it's fine this like, is fine Andy stop yeah. being so funny pretty much but yeah but I mean I've been doing this for a long time so it's basically just like okay this is something I've got to do um, it's like very deliberate right you're not just like putting it inside of you you have to like push against the tissue and Ugh, like stretch it gosh. Around the entire rim of your vaginal orifice. Oh God! Mm-hmm. All the technical anatomy yeah. is escaping me right now. But you know what I mean. And so mm-hmm. it's it's it's. I'm trying to picture like the anatomy here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it, it it's even it's even internal, right? It's well, not yeah. just like the just the vaginal opening, but it's no. like inside, like on your yeah. way to like if you were Miss Frizzle and mm-hmm. and the kids in the bus, and you were on your way to the cervix. It's mm-hmm. like from the opening to the cervix. Mm-hmm. All of those walls are like yeah. in Star Wars in that garbage right. compactor, yes. and it's just like constantly Please closing keep in. Comparing my junk to a garbage <laughs> compactor, <laughs> uh, but yeah, essentially, I was essentially, trying to yeah. fit in as many pop culture references <laughs> in there as I could. I just want to say you're the one who called it junk. That's true. Yeah, very true. You started this. I'll start going back to the anatomy. Sorry, the vagina. So it's that it's that entire th- that entire space, like everything within. Yeah. Is is just like yeah, just yeah, pretty much. And I mean, like the the outside kind of edges of it can be some of the tightest area, but it it is 
the inner part as well. And then to kind of continue on from that. So that is something I do a lot and like every day to kind of move things along in the right direction. But also this is something that comes into it when sex is involved too, because Mm -hmm. there's such a strong reaction, especially when there's been a pain response before that it's, again, it's like being poked in your eye. You just clench up whenever somebody goes near it. So it's, I mean, you, A, you have to trust your partner, um, but B, like, you can't just kind of go for it. There has yeah. to be prep work involved, which I mean, I would hope there was prep work involved anyways, otherwise you're not having great yeah. sex. Yeah. But That's like, the beauty of foreplay is it's exactly. there to allow exactly. things to just like blood flow exactly. and things to work. And You have not lived until you've had a physiotherapist look you in the eye and say, promise me you'll do foreplay. <laughs> and you're like, yes. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. But like, hey, there you go. I always have an excuse to be yeah. like, no, we're not just, this is not going to be make- a 10 minute ordeal. This yeah. is going to be an experience. Yeah. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you very much. I, I really loved your your analogy there of, of linking it to like being poked in the eye. I, mm-hmm. It's such a perfect way to think about it because mm-hmm. you, like what a reactionary thing, right? Like mm-hmm. if I go to Taylor's mm-hmm. eye and I just like push my hand towards his face, immediately he's going to clench his eyes yeah. without even thinking about it. Yep. It's like it's not even a, it's, there's not even a thought behind it. Mm-hmm. You just do it. It's mm-hmm. like an immediate and that's essentially what your vagina is doing. Yeah, it's exactly. Just going, Something's here. Like, nope. Exactly. Versus if you're going in for an eye exam, it would be different, right? You yeah. know it's coming. They're preparing you for it. The experience is like the, breathing the, the situation. Yeah. yeah, you're ready for it, mm-hmm. right? Versus if someone just walks up to you in the street and is like, hey, I'm going to drab my index finger into your eyeball now. Yeah. yeah. Right? So let's talk about sex then for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like you, So you said you lost your virginity at 23. Yep. Were you, was this something that put you off from like, um, like your own, uh, self exploration in terms of like pleasuring yourself? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. Cause I mean, a lot of, um, I mean, a, uh, I mean, I identify as a woman mm-hmm. and hmm, I don't know that one. Alexa, uh, that was very rude. <laughs> was rude. She said she identified as a woman. <laughs> Let her be. Alexa, go to Listen, sleep. I don't need to be more confused <laughs> yeah. about this. Jesus <laughs> Christ, that was, that was really weird. Like, I identify as a woman. Sorry. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I agree about, upon that. <laughs> so so okay. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, so I mean, like, uh, a lot, like, cis women and, and most people that identify as women aren't encouraged to self-explore. Um, and a lot of the ideas out there about sex is penetration, right? So like, I was like, Oh, that's not really something I can do. So Mm -hmm. it's not really something I'm interested in. And then kind of, but you never had like, you know, you never had like the, I mean, I, I identify as male Mm. and I have a penis Mm. and, but I feel like, uh, someone who has a vagina Mm. could also, relate to this you know when you're on the bus and the bus is like (laughs) bouncing around and like yeah the bus boner the bus boner (laughs) is a real thing and and I've heard that like bus clitoral uh, fun times yeah. have been a thing. Like, have you never, did you, did you never have that? I like, was, I was so like separated from the idea of sex and it being painful sure. right. that that was something that I pushed off for a really long time, which I, like also speaks to my issues, but, but I, like, you know, yeah, uh, I was always also interested in like cl- clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. Like is, but like, isn't that still accessible? Yeah, absolutely. It totally is. And that's, I would say, I guess, what most of my sex is based off right. of, right? Um, and, but it took a long time before even that was 
an idea for me. Yeah, because right. um, if you're I not also, even if you're not even thinking about it, exactly. if you're not and, in the mm-hmm. in the yeah. like mind frame yeah. to even allow yeah. that. And not to talk down on my parents, but like or or anybody that gave me sex with it or anything like that, but like. I didn't get a lot of sex ed growing up. A lot Ooh. of what I and I didn't date anyone in high school, so I didn't do the like, I didn't do the awkward fumbling around. So like I didn't even know what I didn't even know. So I I say Ooh. that my Ooh. first year roommate taught me how to swear and drink. She also literally sat me down and was like, "I feel like there's some things you don't know." And I was like, "Really?" And she was like, "I've prepared a PowerPoint." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and no I was way. like, really? "Oh." Was it a jerk yourself off PowerPoint? It was like a, this is the fun of like sex, but also you don't have to have a partner for this. Have you thought about this? I don't think you have. Whoa. Maybe you should. But like, even then. That's cool. What an I awesome just, roommate. Yeah. Oh, she's fantastic. Love her to bits. I haven't seen, I haven't seen her in a while, but she's the most wonderful person in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So she was great. Um, and then, um, like I had other friends that kind of like talked to me about it and then I, 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 I don't know, you self explore, eventually you learn yeah. more and then, but like I, I didn't really date anyone so I didn't really have the sexual experiences with a partner to like put anything on top of and then when I was 23 I was seeing someone and then it kind of just happened. Right. Um, did, was, was did, there a conversation before <clears throat> it just happened? There, sh- there probably should have been. Um, basically like in, I, I mean the middle of it, right, he was like, going for it and I was like oh I don't want that and he was like okay so like I this is one of the weird upsides of vaginismus is that because I didn't have sex until late I was very sure of what I liked and didn't like by Mm. the time I had sex so there was going to be no I'm just going to put up with this there was like I don't want that you're not going to do it here's a list of what you are going to (laughs) do and we're going to go from there um and, and he was like, ah, you're bossy. I like yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but like, you know, like, so that, that was a weird upside to that is that I've yet to have sex that has been traumatic mm-hmm. or particularly bad because by the time I started having sex, I was very sure of what I wanted and what I didn't want. Yeah. Um, and was very able to express that, which is something that takes time and experience. Something a lot of people right? have a hard time doing. Absolutely. Even, well, yeah. even like, you know, yeah. even experienced sexual people have mm-hmm. a hard time, yeah. you know, communicating what Absolutely. they like we, and what they yeah. don't like. You said that you, you said that like it, it probably should have been a conversation beforehand, but <laughs> like I, but I also imagine it sounds to me like your level of communication around mm-hmm. sex has, has probably evolved greatly too. Yeah. And so like what type of role does communication play now? I mean, it's, it's, it's huge, right? Like I'm very comfortable talking with my partner about what I like and what I don't like and talking about what I'd like to try and what I wouldn't like to try. Um, and a lot of it was just having the right partner to be comfortable mm-hmm. with, right? Like yeah. but my partner down was wonderful about that. Um, and it's never been an issue. And I've been lucky in that no partner that I have had, has it been an issue? Like the closest I came, I guess, was one guy who was like, I was like, I don't do penetrative sex. And he was like, what else is there? And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're going to learn. When you were a kid, when you were in your teens, now, like, you didn't, you didn't, did you, did it, was it sort of just like a subconscious thing that, mm-hmm. that sort of, that, that like, subconsciously led you to not having these experiences? Like, not that you have to be going mm-hmm. through high school and mm-hmm. having sexual experiences or lose your virginity when, what, at whatever age, mm-hmm. but... Did you did 
was that affecting you on a conscious level? Like you were like you felt that you were like a, a being an outsider or something like mm-hmm. that because it was affecting you in such a way that was that you were avoiding or not. It was or not definitely at the back of my mind was mm-hmm. the thing. Like so, like I, like I said, I have anxiety. So like I didn't date anyone until I was in high till I was in high school slash university. Anyways, because and I didn't date anyone seriously in high school because. I wasn't comfortable with that. Like I wasn't comfortable with relationships. I wasn't comfortable yet with myself. I had to work through a lot of like self-confidence issues. Um, but also that's at the back of your mind, right? I was like, I can't really be carefree. This is going to come up eventually. And I was taught for a very long time. This is something that everybody does. And this is something that's expected of me. And that's not something I can provide because I just can't. It'll Mm -hmm. be horrific. Um, and I don't want that. And I don't want that to have, I don't want that to be a memory. I don't want it to be, that, to be something that's part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something that I was, that was holding me back the entire time, mm-hmm. which I didn't find out until late that that doesn't have to be something that's part of it. Did it shape anything in like, in, in terms of, um, again, like it did, did it have any effect on like the, who you ended up like being friends with or things like that in the way that, Oh fuck! I had this thought in my mind, and then it just totally left. Like in the way that like, did it have a reaction on, uh, or did it have an impact on my like social relationships? Yeah, and your social relationships in the way that you know, uh, in in the way that if you're hanging out with a bunch of people that mm-hmm. are that are like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and they're mm-hmm. going, well, like we like we went out. Our vaginas are so open all the time. Yeah, so Molly, open. what's up? <laughs> you just feel the wind. Yeah. 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 The thing is, like. That doesn't come up. Like, again, women aren't taught to talk about sexuality. And and certainly not when I was a teenager in, like, the mid, like, the late 2010s-ish. You didn't talk about sexuality. You didn't talk about what you liked and what you didn't like. You didn't talk about self-pleasure. That wasn't a thing right. you did. That wasn't, and maybe that's just my experience. And Which is totally contrasted to, to men. Yeah. Like, it was, right? like, it's... It's yeah. like it's it's a pissing contest basically, yeah. which I find hilarious now because I talk about it with my friends all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I it, also although I didn't I didn't talk about I never talked about my phimosis. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that to me yeah. that was like a an an absolute. It, it was it's like a, top right, secret, but, 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 sex, yeah. but sex and sexual experiences. You know what I mean? Yes, and how and how that yeah. conversation yeah. how that conversation yeah. if yeah. Uh, if a bunch of your friends were talking about sex and you were like. You you might end up shying away from mm-hmm. hanging out with those guys yeah. if that conversation's coming up and up and up all the time and you're going, yeah. Well, my famosis basically yeah. doesn't allow me to do that, so I don't feel like I, I'm fitting with this yeah, yeah, yeah. line of yeah. conversation that we're having. I was yeah. definitely like at the back of things being like like man, there's a meme that's like sounds fake, but okay. Like my idea about sex was like, Okay, that sounds fake, but but okay. Like people were like, Yeah, I really like it and I was like do you, Do you though? Yeah, right. Do, I don't think well, you can. Was right. that a, yeah. when did vaginismus become like a part of your vocabulary? Like, like when did you when did you go? Oh, like I have vaginismus. Very, very right. slowly, it was like I think I read an article offhand about it where someone said they had really part, painful sex, and I was like, sounds like it could be me. Ooh. Um, and then. After I talked to the acupuncturist and I went home and Google things and right. it listed all the symptoms and literally all of them were what I had. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. And what age it. was that? That was. That was 24, I think. And how old are you now? I'm 25. 
And before, whoa, so you've whoa, only known whoa, a, last year. Yep. Holy shit! Whoa. Yep. So like this is this is like a, I didn't have a name for it. I didn't have a name for yeah. it. And I thought I was broken. Wow. And wow, before wow, that, wow. Oh, so the, the way you've been sorry, sorry, I don't okay. mean to jump on you, but like yeah. the way you've been speaking about it, uh, <clears throat> it, it just to me, it just it seems like this is something that you've. A year just doesn't like that. That just yeah, like so blew I, my I, mind. It'd be it'd be two years, I guess. But sure, that, that makes even that much then, better. even then, yeah. that's so wild to me because you yeah. sound like you're you've been. Uh, you just sound so like. I've done a lot of research. Yeah, yeah. like you sound very well yeah. versed in it, and, and you sound like you've been like, oh well, I've I've known it's been vaginismus, and I've been dealing with yeah. that part of it for so long now. But like, really, just a, a year and a half or two years. Yeah. Like, that's, well, I mean, it helps that a like when I well, I was in Newfoundland for school for a little while, I worked at Planned Parenthood. Right. Um. So like, you talk about a lot of sex and sexuality of Planned Parenthood. That's kind of part and parcel of the job. But also, um, I mean, when I was in school, I was part of the residence life and I was a residence advisor and things like that. And a lot of stuff about sex and sexuality and sexual Mm -hmm. health comes up. So I've been comfortable talking (coughs) about sex and sexuality for a long time. Um, And then once I had a name for this, it was like, okay, this is something I need to talk about. But then it also became like... When when you called me and said, do you want to be on the show? I called my sister and was like, I'm really excited about this. And she was like, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, oh, the vaginismus. And she was like, you're going to sit in a room with three guys and talk to them about your vagina. <laughs> and I was like, It's not yeah. the first time. <laughs> Absolutely. But I was like, yeah, because we need to talk about it. Because and this, why should there be those barriers? Between- exactly. There shouldn't be. And the like, so the statistics for vaginismus are anywhere between like 6% and 17% of people with vaginas have some, have some degree Whoa. of somewhere I know, between I know sexual pain and vaginismus. Just from, you know, I'm not going to obviously name names. I just know, I, I, and, and I actually not even sure if I know their names, but mm. just through somebody I was talking to mm-hmm. that there are, that, that have a lot of pain during sex. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they know mm-hmm. that they have a medical condition. Absolutely. I, 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 from, from the, from the information that I've gathered from it, they just, they, they, they're just like, I, sex sucks. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're in their thirties. Yeah. Because like, and I'm going to harp on about this, but like sexual pain is so normalized for people that have vaginas. It is something mm-hmm. that we are told that that is supposed to be part of the experience and it's great if it's not, but it's okay if it is. And it's not okay. It's no. something that can be treated. It's something that can be fixed. It's something that can be worked around. It's something that can be worked on. S- sexual pleasure is a Right not an option. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and honestly, like when I started talking about this, I had a friend recently be like, oh yeah, sex can be really painful sometimes. And I was like, so this is something you need to be talking to your partner about, but also like something you can talk to your doctor about because it's definitely something you can work on. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know um, if the, if the like physiotherapy has, and like the stuff mm-hmm. that you've been doing on Saturday nights while watching <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like, is that sometimes uh, criminal minds too? That's a weird combination. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, oh I God, this feels so that. wrong. Don't recommend that. <laughs> like, is, is it, are, are you noticing improvements? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I can wear a tampon now and it's not excruciatingly painful for starters. Like the first time I put a tampon in and like, didn't have to like do a lot of yoga breathing and like mm. lie down <laughs> for a while afterwards, I was like, whoop, 
oh my god like i had to sit down You're like, I oh no like, i lost it basically i was like what 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 that's not possible like that's yeah. <laughs> this is this is we this is weird like the first time i went to physio and she was ab- actually able to do an internal exam i cried because i didn't know Ooh. that i didn't think that was going to be possible mm-hmm. like i said i i thought it was broken and did they and do, is there a is there like a hopeful timeline from a dot from the doctor's perspective or like like a like a point that you can hope to reach that they're yeah. like, well, if you do this for this amount of time, yeah. then hopefully yeah, it'll be this. Um, so, I mean, my timeline is probably less than a couple months before. Not that it'll be like fixed forever. Like it's mm-hmm. not something like, oh, and I'm done. Probably something you always yeah. have to work on. But yeah. is, there, is there is there is the hope that you'll get to like let like some type of like average? Yeah. Let's yeah, say? absolutely. Like she was like, you'll. Definitely, like she's like, we can definitely work you towards penetrative sex. That's not something that's not in the cards for you, and mm-hmm. exams should not be painful. Like you, we will get you to a normal baseline of other people, um, and it kind of depends on my body, like how it reacts to this, and honestly, how much homework I do, which is the dilating, which I don't do often as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends on the person, but it's not forever, and it's not even, it's not even, it shouldn't even be years. It should be a couple of months. It depends on what degree you start at and what degree you want to finish at that sort of things. I'm, Hey, I'm excited for penetrative sex. I've heard it's great. Yeah. It's, it, it's well, so incredible it's to me bad. that like that, that, um, it's really a lack of education that mm-hmm. prevents people from being able to realize yeah. like the potential of something as, as great as like having, well, Brian, like, think about it. It's, it, sex, it's the same thing as phimosis. I yeah, mean, how many, how many people have we have, how many people have we had reach out to us after that episode saying, holy fuck, I had have that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I got circumcised last week. Thanks, guys. Like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 this is why we do this. This is why yeah. we have these conversations. Yeah. This is why this podcast exists is yeah. like to is to normalize the things that for whatever fucking silly weird mm-hmm. social reason, reasons mm-hmm. we've decided to like mm-hmm. stuff so far down and and like coming back to the the that initial conversation of like of that comment being put on our facebook right, it's like yeah. you, mm-hmm. you can't talk about sex you, it's just not you can't <laughs> yeah. fucking talk about it you can't do it it's, because it's if a, you do your board will get very upset it, and, and like and that might you might risk your job. And it's, you might yeah. not be put on a show or something. I mean, like you just yeah. never know. Like we what, talked about that on on that episode too. The yeah, thing about, that, the, yeah. but the thing that I think is really cool is like we we've, we've had like a like a hundred <coughs> over one hundred and sixty mm-hmm. conversations, and mm-hmm. and like you know, there's all these there's just so much variety in the experiences that you hear about. Mm-hmm. Every single one is different, but but um with the exception of like comparing this to famosis like it it feels like there's this like unique sense of hopefulness that where like it where yeah. the sim- the simple idea of educating people mm-hmm. and 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 spreading this message more and and telling like openly talking about this stuff more will actually make yeah. it, it can make a like almost a 100% Absolutely. Difference in- Absolutely. Because this is something that is totally treatable. Like, I'm going to scream this over and over again. This is totally 100% treatable. It's something that's fixable. You're not broken. Mm-hmm. I was so sure that I was broken and this was not going to be something that was part of my life. And I was not going to have kids genetically if that was even something I wanted. Because well, well, this good, just yeah. wasn't going to happen. Right? What's the, is there like a, is there a, anything in literature or anything you've heard about, about like, Oh, I have vaginismus and um, and I'm pregnant and mm-hmm. I have to have a C-section because 
I'll be so tight that the baby would just not get from like what I've mushed seen. like a like oh, a, God. Like the a problem like is, Play-Doh going through one listen, of those spaghetti makers. Generally, generally, if you if you have it, you can't put it in there. Right to right, start. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like right, unless right, you right, right. force your in, way through it. But and how does in vitro, is in vitro also like something? I have no yeah, idea how generally. in vitro works. Really, so generally. you could also do the thing. Yeah. I know that if you swallow coming and do and just like do jumping jacks. <laughs> yeah, that, right, that yeah. sometimes works. Right? I've heard well, that, that does. We were work. talking about education, and uh, <laughs> that's not that. Yeah. Well, I'm tr- Wait, I that's mean, not some, true. If someone didn't know it, then technically it is education. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> as, as someone that worked for Planned Parenthood, wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. My whole life just got turned <laughs> upside down. What, was, there, was there a point, though, where, where like, you were... <laughs> Worried or or had um, negative feelings around the idea of of being able to have a kid? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like and whether or not I want it, that's not going to happen because there's two steps to this process, and one step is not going to happen. Yeah. So um, the first step, that's yeah. too bad. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I guess I'll, I don't know. Well, I guess I'll figure something else. And then out. if the first step did happen, the second step would be way harder. Would be incredibly yeah. yeah well, like right? well, that's what I mean. I mean like, you is, that, have, you is, that the, is that the yeah. is that the is that the consensus? Like, if you have vaginismus, mm-hmm. you'd have say to you have, have vaginismus. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't, know. don't know. In my personal experience, um, I looked at all this and was like, well, that's not in the cards for me. Because like you still, you still. I, I guess we're, we're talking mm-hmm. about liquid, but like you still bleed when you have a when yep. you have your period. Yep. Right. So like. Is it just a going in thing, not a coming out thing? Like that's my. I I don't know. I haven't knows. done research about that because it hasn't really been on my radar. Like right. I'm not looking for to have kids anytime soon. Right, so. right, 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 right. Uh, but this this might sound like a really silly question, but I do mean it seriously. Um, uh, when you're doing your homework, when you're doing like the the uh, dilating, dilating yep. does that ever turn into like a a pleasurable? Experience where you're like, well, I'm here. I might as well like yeah. get myself off. Uh, I mean, yes, because it helps you relax, right? right? So if it's not going particularly well, I'm like, well, an orgasm would certainly help this situation. Right. Yeah. Um, but like the act of penetration right now is not a pleasurable one it's, for me. It hurts. It right. hurts. Right? right. Like it's not. It's not comfortable. So it's not something that you can be like, hey, like I find it hilarious. Like I, I thank God no one has come up to me yet and been like, oh, you're super tight. That must be pretty great. It is not. It's kind of extreme. Like I'm like, I'd like to show you some diagrams about how unsexy this entire experience is. In our episode on Turn Me On, Mm -hmm. uh, the vaginismus episode, I think it was like episode 13 or something like that. Uh, That was something that Mm -hmm. Elle, our guest, had heard Mm -hmm. a number of times of like, whoa, fuck, like you're so tight. You are so tight. And and she thought, that's Mm -hmm. what she thought. She was like, yeah, I guess I'm just like, I'm the girl with the tight pussy. Like Mm -hmm. that's my Mm -hmm. life. But. Uh, she found out. Oh no, I'm. It, a, it's, it hurts and yeah. it's tight because yeah. I have vaginismus. And, and the thing is, when uh, people with vaginas are relaxed and enjoying themselves, your vagin your vagina is not super tight because you are relaxed and enjoying mm-hmm. yourself, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be that way. Like mm-hmm. the 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 idea around like and the. the I'm not sure what the word is I'm looking for, but like the thing that people like so much about a tight vagina is somebody that's not really enjoying themselves. Mm, right. Well, or, or or it's someone who's like, I got them Kegels down pat. That's true. And I've got some like vaginal that's control. That's true. And can yeah. actually like contract yeah. on. But there's just there's just a lot. There's a lot of like a uh, there's a kind of a weird thing about having a tight vagina, which it's like. 
that's not necessarily like the most important thing here going are, on. Are, are there I, any? Like, I don't get that at all. Like, I mean, I'm not talking. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and say I have like a, a, a extra large penis because I mm. definitely definitely don't. Um, but <laughs> but I think I have a pretty average penis, and I've had sex with a number of vaginas that I would guess are just like your average vagina, mm-hmm. and I. I don't know, man. I don't get the tighter is better. Like that's, yeah. I, I. You need to have some it, space it plays to like into the same thing. Yeah, to, yeah. to move back yeah. and forth like a super tight. Give me some breathing room. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly, exactly. Well, it's this weird culture around sex where we're like, oh, tighter is better, bigger is better, blah blah. But it's like it's it, no, like those are very basic, yeah. basic. It's like the it's like the boring way to have sex. You yeah. know what I mean? Like in the same way that the guy that was like, I don't know how to have you any other what? kind of sex. I was like, well, gee, your sex life sure is boring. Yeah. The thing that's My better, God. the thing that's better is honestly just being in love. Oh, Brian. Aww. Yeah, thanks, Brian. You're, so, you're, so I mean, are there, you're not wrong. Sweetheart. Yeah, you're not wrong. But, you're not wrong. I mean, uh, love, love sex is so nice. <laughs> love sex is really good. You know, that's sex where you're just like looking right, like, like this. <laughs> Your eyes are really, really wide. Yeah, I like how then, you're doing then, that to and me. And the other right person is doing that too. Oh, I'm and yeah. water but your nose, is, your noses are just touching, and your eyes are this wide. Yeah, and your expressionless. And your mouth is just slightly agape. And then your tongue's down <laughs> the other person's throat. Into, into no, 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 do you ever have those moments? I mean, it's not like it's not like oh, I'm on the biggest dilator and it doesn't hurt at all. It'll be like, oh, that one actually doesn't really hurt. Like it's not great, but like, hmm, it's surprising. How do you surprising d- comfortable? And then it's like, okay, time to go to the next one. How do you do it? Is it is it a back? Is it like a back and forth? Like nope. it's just a yeah. push so, forward, forward, forward. No, all okay. The way so in? I'm gonna pitch a clock, right? Yep. So you're going to. Insert the dilator kind of to the center of the clock, the way mm-hmm. a penis would normally go in. Mm-hmm. And then um, using the numbers of the clock, you're going to use even pressure and push up and to each number of the clock and hold it for like... So you angle it, like one o'clock. Yeah, one pretty, o'clock, much, pretty much. One and you're o'clock, trying to use even pressure because you're trying to o'clock. affect all of the tissue that whoa, the dilator is whoa. touching. And you're going to hold it for like God, 10 sounds- to 30 seconds so that the muscle and the, and the tissue learns to relax yeah. and learns to stretch. Sounds like a lot of work. It's uh, I it know is. that I really really don't like having vagina homework. Yeah. It is the most boring kind of homework mm. you can have besides math. I hate math. Boring and 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 <laughs> kind of paint for a second. I was like meth, meth homework yeah. is <laughs> anything but no. boring. Uh, <laughs> yes. just cooking it up is and boring super, and, super not, and not good. So just <laughs> stay away. I, I work for the federal government. I want to clarify don't do meth homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Math with an A. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I was just thinking about like how I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a vagina. So like, I don't, I don't know, but I just keep feeling the the reason why I keep getting that hard fist, like not can't make a fist. is cause I'm picturing like, I'm picturing doing this with like my own setup. Well, it's very visceral when, you, man, t- when you talk about, when oof. you talk about that area, regardless of what's going on, mm-hmm. it's very like. It Oof. makes you feel something. It, yeah, it makes yeah. you feel kind of. It makes you feel kind of clenched yeah. up, like yeah, a little bit. It, it was pretty entertaining. Like when I started, I was like, I had the instructions in front of me, and I'm looking at all the different dilators from like one, which is my pinky finger, to like 
seven, which is like, I don't know, maybe like two of my thumbs or it's, it's large. Right. And I was like, okay, sure. Cool story. Right. In the next life. (laughs) Yeah. I'm reading the instructions and like, like, the first one is like set the mood, like set some candles. Maybe oh, really? like, really? yeah, put on some music. And I was like, what do you want me to do here? So, so they're I'm coming not, at it from the angle of like, this might be, this, they were you kinda, might like this. Maybe, yeah. It was like, you might enjoy this, which great, but also like try, try and calm down a little bit. It's probably not going to be Ooh. as bad as you were. But I was like, what do you want me to do? Like put on some like freaking Billy Holiday and like. <laughs> kind of makes sense though, because like it's, it's the. I mean, it's not the primary, but it's mm-hmm. like one of the major reasons why you would, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, to so that you can f- fit something in there to feel good, yeah. you know, or to fit exactly. something in there to procreate, or uh, like not the entire reason no. that I started going back to physio, but like part of the reason was because I started dating yeah. someone and was like, and then started sleeping with them and was like, oh, this is actually something I do really want to share with you. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is something that I think I would quite enjoy eventually, and this would be really meaningful to me. Yeah. You should so. get Hue Lighting. Uh, I don't know if you've, uh, if you're familiar with it. Well, why don't we just, why don't you tell Alexa? I'll give you a little do. demo. I'll give you a little oh, demo. Lord. I would tell, I would tell Alexa, but uh, she's, <laughs> she's listening. I'm kind of, I'm kind we have, of to, say, we have to say her name really. I'm well. over her after her co- comment. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm she's fucking, shocked. She's she's this 2018. Oh, you know I mean, a little, little red lighting and then turn it down. Then you get some like Barry Manilow. Red lighting does not connote that vibe to me. Here. <laughs> it's a murder house. Yeah, dude. yeah it makes bit. me feel like you're gonna kill me. Yeah, well, or, or you like not, you guys aren't afraid of the House of the Thousand Corpses. I or, love watching that. Or long. like we're gonna use a lot of lead. Put that on when I'm dilating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, yeah, I love watching that when I'm. Um, <laughs> my, I feel like you're gonna put me on the iron cross and spank me in the, with this lighting. All right, how about this? It's called Arctic Aurora. Ooh, this is very clinical. Yeah, this this, this hurts my eyes a little <laughs> um, bit. I actually, I actually generally, you know, I generally, uh, I mean, I should, no one can I see like this, Jeremy, but I generally go for it's ten. It's almost ten. We shouldn't have very much blue light happening. <laughs> I go, for, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, we don't want to stay up all night. I usually go for tropical twilight. You guys ready? Somewhere in between. Yeah, that's pretty okay. nice. I, like it, yeah. I feel like I should be asking you guys for advice or something by the time I actually get there, but I feel like that also might be a really dark road to go down. Well, why don't you lay you down on this couch here? You don't want any advice from <laughs> if you If you want to lay down on this couch, uh, we'll uh, just sit around in chairs and then we can offer like... Yeah, a, a, yeah the way you started session. with that sounded really weird, uh, yeah. but I knew we, I, we I where you were up. going. You were going for the therapist thing, yeah. but it sounded like oh. you were going for the gangbang thing. And Brian... A little bit. Brian? My partner was like staring me down. I accidentally, I accidentally ended up sounding like I was trying to date our last guest yeah, uh, at the end of the episode. We've, 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 we've had a couple, uh, couple had a couple speed, hit a couple speed bumps uh, in our uh, recordings today. Um, Molly, I, I, we're, we're going to wrap things up, but before we do, uh, I want to. I'm curious to know what, what would you mm-hmm. say is the the biggest thing that your experience with vaginismus has taken away from you? <clears throat> taken away from me? Probably just maybe a sense of of self-confidence and of freedom really like to to be as intimate with a partner as I want to be and it's it adds a layer of worry that you don't want in an intimate relationship mm. and you don't want that imposing on 
that sort of thing. And it's definitely made it harder to connect with people. And it made it take a lot longer for me to find someone that I could really connect with because this was always at the back of my mind that mm. this was wrong. Um, so uh, yeah, it, that's what it definitely took away. There was, yeah. What would you say is the biggest thing that your experience with vaginismus has given you? Yeah. I mean, so like I talked about before it, actually made me advocate more for myself and for my sexual pleasure and say, this is what I want and this is what I don't want. And you're going to listen to me. Um, and we're going to do it my way or it's not going to happen at all. Mm. Um, and like I said, like I haven't really had bad sex because I've always been at the back of things being like, no, this is going to happen the way I want to happen. There is no, there's not going to be any compromises. There is only going to be the one way, mm-hmm. which makes me sound a lot scarier than I generally am. But, <laughs> um, you but, should have just simply just said, yeah. because it's given me the ability to be a dog. <laughs> I'm a total dog. Maybe okay. we're not going to go down shit. that route. Um, <laughs> that's turn me on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a different podcast. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it just, it let me, it let me advocate more for myself and it taught me to advocate for other people and mm-hmm. talk and say that this is, that your sexual pleasure is a right. It's not an option. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming in and and sharing that, uh, all of that with us because, you know, as much as we sit here and say, um, it's silly that we don't have these conversations that Mm -hmm. we don't talk about it, but also I want to acknowledge that it, 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 because we society has made us think that it's silly. Um, it takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, uh, kudos to you for coming in and, and yeah. talking to us. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for having me. I was really happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week, as always, with another fascinating episode. And in the meantime, um, you could help us out by just going over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review, and hit the subscribe button. All three of those things together help us stay on the podcast charts, which we've pretty much been on. It's basically the Holy Trinity. Yeah, yeah. And the comedy charts, we've been on there um, uh, pretty much since like day one, which is great. And we want to stay on there. Damn, so, three years running. Yeah, so. We're coming up to three our three-year anniversary. Isn't that crazy, man? Yeah. Yeah. And if you would like to support us in all the things that we do, um, you can go to patreon.com slash sickboy and be a contributor. And that helps us a lot. We get to... Um, produce the show we get to travel to new places and have conversations and do um live shows for people in in front of great audiences and all this awesome, awesome cool stuff so if you that want to includes do that, live shows in ottawa which we may or right. may not have already done but we're doing toronto, toronto vancouver, vancouver calgary, calgary um, victoria maybe victoria perhaps so we've got and that's coming up soon um, halifax. halifax halifax as well mm. yeah um so yeah patreon.com slash boy if you want to be a uh, be a, a patreon a patron uh, and uh and right as soon as this episode is done dial one eight 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 to donate and uh and and sign up and donate some blood because that's really important it sure is. Uh, but also thank you, Donovan Morgan, for the amazing sound design and take part for the theme music. Take part in this.bandcamp.com. Uh, and that's, again, one eight 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 three eight to donate. Yep. Uh, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. I'm Molly. And this is Sick Boy.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.